0: Hey guys, welcome back and happy International Women's Day, March 8th, 2020. So quick announcement. First of all, I know that many of you are expecting that tomorrow will be the season finale. However, it's being pushed off to the following week because I have something very special planned. I promise though, it'll be worth the wait. So instead, I'm releasing a bonus episode today. About International Women's Day sort of a what is it and a brief well hopefully brief history so stay tuned it's gonna be fun Once again, happy International Women's Day a day of global celebration and also a day where we call for gender parity It's where we celebrate women's social economic cultural, and political achievements, while also raising awareness about bias and inequality, and taking action to strive for an equal world. So today has been an official United Nations observance since 1975, which was also the International Year of the Woman. And now it's a national holiday all over the world. So fun fact, no one group is completely responsible or International Women's Day as we know it, but it has roots planted in the U.S. with a certain type of woman, working women, mainly immigrant Jewish, Italian, and Irish women. In fact, the first name for today was International Working Women's Day. Pretty cool. And the journey from that day in 1909 to what we know today as International Women's Day is an incredible story. Spanning the globe from New York to Europe, even Russia. So buckle up. This is going to be interesting. The year is 1908. February. Location New York City. Thousands of garment workers gather in the streets to protest working conditions. Compared to their male counterparts, even men in similar jobs, they face harsher and dangerous conditions, lower pay. sexual harassment. Women and girls, mainly Jewish, Irish, and Italian immigrants, some as young as 16, faced on police in freezing cold conditions. Now, this wasn't even the first milestone for the women's rights movements. According to the United Nations website, in 1848, two American women, Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretia Mott, congregated a few hundred women in New York City. Spurred by being barred over speaking at an anti-slavery convention, these women gathered at the nation's first women's rights convention to demand civil, social, religious, and political rights for women in a declaration of sentiments and resolution. Flash forward. It's 1909. In honor of the anniversary of the garment worker strikes, a National Women's Day was established on February 28, 1909. Now, this was especially impressive. It came at a time where it was really difficult to get working women to join unions. To put it mildly, there were differences, racial and social economic. The interests of upper class white feminists who were fighting for voting rights and equality with men didn't always mesh with working women who were focused more on labor rights and human rights. But at this time, they found a common ground. And the uprising didn't stop here. The same year, 1909, saw another historic uprising, the Uprising of 20,000. Here's a quote from the Jewish Women's Archives. The uprising set off shockwaves in multiple directions. In the labor movement, which discovered women could be warriors. In American society, which found out that young, quote-unquote, girls, immigrants, no less, out of the Jewish community could organize. In the suffragist movement, which saw in the plight of these women a good reason why women should have the right to vote. And among feminists, who recognized this massive upheaval as a protest against sexual harassment. The next hub on our journey, we're heading to Europe. Specifically, Copenhagen, Denmark, at the International Conference of Working Women. Clara Zetkin a German socialist and advocate for working women's rights proposes the idea of a holiday to honor women, women's rights and their achievements, as well as build support for women's suffrage. As a result, many European countries, including Austria, Denmark, Switzerland, and Germany, celebrated that day for women on March 19th. More than a million men and women rallied on this day to support women's rights to vote hold public office, and to end job discrimination. Okay, fast forward again to the last stop on our journey. The year is 1917. Russia is facing political unrest and exhausted after years of war and turmoil, food shortages, and protest. And against this backdrop, Russian women celebrated their own International Women's Day. And this day would take on a revolutionary form for their country and the world. Russian women celebrated their first International Women's Day in 1913. The one in 1917 wasn't the first one. But that year, however, was different for many reasons. As mentioned before, Russia was in the middle of a really difficult time. Secondly, that year, it was mainly women protesting for peace. Historian Rochelle Ruthchild of Harvard's Davis Center for Russian and Eurasian Studies has stated, Women were mostly the ones on the breadline and were the core protesters. In fact, male revolutionaries like Leon Trotsky were upset at them, as these disobedient and misbehaving women were going out on this International Women's Day when they were meant to wait until May, referring to the annual workers' protest on May 1st. About a week after these strikes began, the czar abdicated the throne, signaling the downfall of the Russian Empire. And as a result of this, Russian women gained the right to vote, making Russia the first major power to enact suffrage legislation for women. And this was a year earlier than Britain and three years earlier than the U.S. Suffragettes from both these countries looked to Russia as an example when fighting for similar rights at home. One last thing. The date of the Russian 1917 International Women's Day was February 23rd, which in the Gregorian calendar is March 8th. Fast forward towards the present. March 8th, 2020, International Women's Day. Today, we celebrate the gains we've made towards equality. But we still recognize how far we have to go. Here in the US, we are still fighting to close the gender pay gap. We have still never had a female president. Marital rape has legal exemptions in most states. Even in Russia, where that revolution of 1917 spurred this movement to new heights, President Vladimir Putin has recently signed an amendment that decriminalized certain types of domestic violence. So what can we do? I think the theme for this year's International Women's Day sums it up pretty nicely. Taken from their actual website, 2020 is each for equal. Collectively, we can make a difference. Our individual mindsets, actions, conversations and behaviors have an impact on society and an equal world is an enabled world and I know it's easy to feel like one person can't make a difference that you don't have an impact but what we do matters even if all you do is listen to a friend who's having a tough time in this difficult relationship or you refuse to condone sexist stereotypes or you refuse to laugh at locker room talk, that makes a difference. To change our culture requires all of us, working today and every day, to be better than we used to be. So, take a minute, congratulate yourself on progress made, then roll up your sleeves, and let's get back to work. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also visit their website, thehotline.org. If you identify as an abuser or a worried you might be an abuser, please call the hotline as well. They'll be able to help you. Please remember, you're not alone.